they hate And I know better than to listen to the people who are calling us names I can feel the Well, good morning, everyone. My name's Brian, and today is Wednesday, November 22nd, 2023, and this is episode 573 of the Lots Project podcast, where we're defining norms and designing freedom. Today's episode is titled My Top 20 RV Items, and I'll be sharing just that, the top 20 things I wouldn't go without after being on the road full-time as an RVer for a little over a year now. Uh, but planning for quite a bit longer than that. But first, let's grab that cup of coffee, catch up on what's going on in the live chat, and we'll dive into that topic in just a minute. Good morning, good morning. How is everybody doing? Ah, man, <laughs> I got to get this bar off my screen. Um, I was sharing something, and it just threw everything out of whack. Like, everything's in a different place. It's uh, Everything's spaced out different. It's very interesting, but... Anyway, got that taken care of. How is everyone doing this morning? Gingerbread Farms, good morning, good morning. How are you? Uh, oh, there's another thing that was different. Huh, how about that? Good morning, Jim. How are you? Uh, Pip, rolling in. How's it going, Pip? Gingerbread's got a 24 ounce of Norman blend. That sounds good. Sounds good this morning. Um, what do I got in my cup? I have uh, more Silver Bullet. More Silver Bullet blend this morning. Uh, rolling through that bag. I got uh, eh, maybe maybe the rest of the week out of it, I'm guessing. Not sure if I will be doing one or two over the next few days. We have a, uh, we have, um, a couple different couple different days going on. Corey is... Uh, Corey's off the next two days and then works on Friday, so uh, we get to hang out a little bit over the next few days. We have some things to do, but uh, might get to spend a little more morning time and um, have a little extra coffee. We will see. Rachel Brown, good morning, good morning. Hopefully work is going well for you this morning. It must be if you got to tune in, and uh, maybe you'll get to hang out for the whole show. Um, what do I have on Coffee Chat today? Uh, silver Bullet in the cup. Yeah, I already hit that. 250,000 Satoshi giveaway on Friday, coming up on Friday. We can get 25 live entrants in that drawing. All you got to do is hit up Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, or uh, Facebook, Twitch, Twitter, or YouTube. Yeah, yeah, YouTube, the one that's uh, the one that most of you are on right now. Any of those, there will be a hashtag in the morning, and all you have to do is enter that in the comments, and you'll get loaded in for that drawing. Good morning, Hunter. How are we doing? I hit you at the end. I saw at the end that you put up the price for the drawing on Friday, the current price. Took a big dip overnight and then back right back up. Bitcoin holding strong. Uh, Hunter, yes, it was. It is 250,000 250, Satoshis. If you could give me a price check on that when at your earliest convenience, no rush. We'll, uh, but we'll give an update at the show this morning. Uh, so that is Friday, along with uh, my holiday gift-giving extravaganza. Uh, my holiday gift-giving guide, I have a, a big list for a bunch of different people, uh, stocking stuffers up uh, to all sorts of different things. Com local community, or local community. <laughs> uh, community members, the things they have to offer for sale. Uh, some some are not, some are affiliates, some are things I just use every day and think are great products. Uh, we will see. We'll just roll through it. And then I was um, 
Gingerbread Farm says there should be a way for us to see all the comments. Oh, from Twitch. <laughs> yeah, that's um, that is uh, it is what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to make that happen because that's in the back side of um, StreamYard. So I don't know how to funnel that in. My buddy Hunter over on Twitch every day. I saw Jim hop in on Twitch yesterday too. I haven't. I don't use Twitch very often. I didn't know much about it. I signed up when StreamYard had it available. I signed up for an account. I haven't really used it uh, personally much along with Rumble. I do have a Rumble account and a Twitch account that are just there. And um, I appreciate people using them. I just don't know much about it yet and don't have a whole lot of time to dig in on it. But 250000 on Friday with the, the gift-giving guide. I got a, uh, I have a, a, la a laundry list of things. And if we run out of time or if we run out of items, uh, we might just pop on to Amazon and see what kind of Black Friday deals we got going on, all the craziness. Maybe we'll hit, uh, hit some live uh, Twitter or Facebook where there's any good videos of um, these idiot shoppers out there. I think that's calmed down quite a bit uh, over the last few years, it seems. Maybe it was COVID that kept people home on Black Friday, but I don't know. That's Friday, 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 Friday. Um, if you got a second, scroll down, hit that like on, um, hit that like on, uh, on YouTube, hit that like on Facebook, share whatever you can right now. Uh, it's just during the coffee talks, great time just to make sure you hit that thumbs up. That helps us as we go. Good morning, Digger. How we doing? And Rachel's already having shit signal. They got to get a, a Wi-Fi booster or something in there for you. Or maybe you can you can rig one up with batteries or something to just walk around with yourself. But, I don't know, get a little better signal in the in the freezer. Um, Gingerbread Farm says, I catch Tim on Facebook and can't see any of the comments. Yeah, I, um, I have noticed that sometimes on when when I'm watching on a YouTube stream, uh, Tim's or... Um, Tim's Tim gets a lot of interaction on Facebook and you'll be, you'll be, well, from what it seems, at least he greets people on Facebook and I will be watching the comments and I, all of a sudden he'll start talking about people that aren't there. And I'm like, wait, wait, what's going on? Then I realize that yes, he has multiple streams going to in different places. So, um, maybe inflation is keeping people home. I think, I don't think over the last three years or four years, inflation has been keeping people home. I think it was, um, I think it was the vid uh, really sparked it off, and people then realized that they can just shop online and they don't have to go wait in line for hours at the at the Walmart to get the big screen TV. Maybe all the people that were willing to wait at Walmart already got their big screen TV. I don't know. I don't know. But um, yeah, what uh, what did I get done yesterday? We um, I headed over to help my friends with the roof, uh, wrapping that project up soon, which is cool. Uh, it's been a long one month or so carrying off old, 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 old degraded shingles and, uh, upgrading to, uh, a beautiful metal roof. And last I left them, we had all the prep done or the majority of the prep done to start putting metal on the roof. I think we actually ended up putting some drip edges on before I left the last time, but had had no sheets, no full sheets up onto the roof. I, I came back yesterday, 
on available day to help them work out and it wasn't raining and um man they are rocking on the roof they got um probably 80 percent of it done and then yesterday we just worked on trying to figure out these these gable and cuts um yes standing steam i believe long panels with the ridges on them uh but we had we had a challenge because the the main part of the roof you know you got pitched like an a here um i guess it would be like this if you're looking at the front of the house it runs the long way and then there's uh i believe i don't know the terminology very well i've never a roofer i don't i don't particularly uh work on roofs all that much but then there was a gable end i believe that that pitches uh perpendicular to it that runs into the front of the house but it's not on the end so you have two valleys that come down off it well ideally them being 45 degree angles if you're splitting uh, 90 in half and they, the two valleys come together you'd be able to, to use a couple 45 degree angles and, and bring them and keep them straight unfortunately this house um man everything has been a struggle we've had to adjust and um adjust and <coughs> mess around and shim and everything to get it level and um these the angle in the valleys are all wonky they're like 47 and 43 uh 48 and a half it's it just doesn't line up and uh, so we did some math and we did a lot of uh contemplating and a lot of um, discussing what the best way to do it was and i think we got half done we got half of the peaks done or the valleys done uh didn't get them secured but we got the angles all figured out, got them dry fit up there, and it looks really good. So hopefully we figured it out, and uh, they are going to continue on it today. I have some stuff I had to take care of today. So hopefully it uh, we set the set the tone for how to to mimic it on the other side, and it'll be done soon because that would be super cool. They did fantastic um, getting the panels up, getting them on. Uh, and all the all the hard work with the shimming and uh, messing around, it it was worth it because it looks it looks fantastic. Um, there were lots of bows and humps and all sorts of stuff in the roof. Naturally, there's been extra additions and garages and all sorts of put up things put on where people didn't really people didn't really understand how to tie it into the building. So there'd be um, uneven spots and ridges and compensating for all of that underneath the roof to make the roof look level and flat and flush and plumb uh, was interesting. It did great. They did great. Uh, I kind of walked around yesterday, looked at all the stuff they did and it looks fantastic. So it was definitely well worth all the, the messing around with the shimming and things. So take your time and get projects done like that. I think um, for a bunch of amateurs that have never done it and use YouTube University for the majority of, uh, of the education on how to do it, uh, it, it's looking pretty good. I would have to say that it probably looks better than, um, than, than some of the professional jobs that are out there where people are getting paid a lot of money to put in. So yeah, yeah, I'll have to get some pictures of that up on in the Telegram group after it's all done and complete. So that was that was the majority of the day yesterday. Got the got the show prep and um, I've got the show from yesterday all all wrapped up and uh, headed over there. So spent the majority of the day over there. 
Uh, and I will be right back, guys. I got to take off for just one second. Give me a be right back. All right. All right. Back, back, back. Um, gingerbread says, uh, yeah, that's what I have, but I live in a gingerbread house, so my roof was really easy. Um, it This was, uh, man, it was, um, it should have been easy. It should have been easy. <laughs> James is professional. Said, if you find one, sending me their number. I think by the end of this project, the three of us may be considered semi-professional. Um, I could struggle through it, I think. Uh, I could figure it out at this point because I've seen enough of all of the processes. Uh, but I've been intermittently helping a couple days a week here and there. Um, <laughs> Jim says that guy could go to the bathroom faster than anyone. Yeah, it wasn't quite that. It was, it was an evacuation, but not uh, not that type. Um, no, but experiencing it and um, and seeing all the parts of it has been has been interesting to say the least going every few days i would be able to help like on a monday and a tuesday or a tuesday and a friday or a friday and a saturday uh whatever i could fit into the schedule i go over and try to help them out and um it's been cool it's been cool to see the progress and to learn the skills so <laughs> gingerbread says he's a semi-professional like semi-truck get it <laughs> morning jim how we doing um anyway so that was uh what we did yesterday and uh something else i mentioned in the in the telegram chat yesterday now i don't want anybody to take this as um take your paycheck on friday and go dump it into it but i have been my friend um my friend there that i'm helping on the roof has introduced me into a new privacy coin uh a new a new crypto that i don't necessarily know where it's going to go for me um i'm looking into it i'm looking into it let's just say that it uh, has some really cool functionality i i understand the bitcoin maximalist philosophy i do agree that bitcoin is the winner um <laughs> I do agree Bitcoin's the winner, but uh, I've been looking at Pivx with uh, with the help of some friends here. And um, yeah, it's interesting me. It's very, it's interesting me. It's um, It's got some really cool functionality. Uh, so I'm going to dive more into that. This isn't a recommendation to go buy it or anything. It might be a recommendation to go check it out if you want to go check it out. It is uh, relatively affordable at, uh, at like, 30 cents a coin, I think at this point, uh, but it, it has some really cool features. So I'm thinking that it could be a long-term, um, uh, not a, like a long-term store of value, but a, uh, um, an asset that brings more tools to the toolbox. I think it has some things that it can offer that Bitcoin can't offer even with lightning. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. It's it's very hard to, to stay on the leading edge of all the functionalities like with Noster and Lightning and everything. Um, but I think Pivx has has some things. So I'm going to look in some more. Uh, 
I'll probably talk about that here some more. I, I got some through a coupon code, which is really cool. You can you can basically use your wallet to set up um, anonymous random coupon codes that that hold coins. Um, so basically, I could give you a code that looks nothing like a nothing like an address, nothing like a, a crypto address, seed phrase, or anything like that. You basically just put it in your wallet, and uh, boom, it's there privately, anonymously, self-custody. Yeah, yeah. If you can uh, if you can spin in your brain a little bit and uh, think of the, the possibilities of using that. So uh, Jim says there's this notion that Bitcoin is the only one, but we know there's that there's always something coming down the road. Um, I don't necessarily think that maximal well <laughs> a lot of maxis think bitcoin's the only one um i think uh i, I think i heard it from jack spearco um might have been on another podcast but basically the philosophy i think is don't worry about anything that bitcoin can do so if there's another coin there it has the fa same functionalities, has the same abilities. It, it has something you like about it. What is the use case for it? Um, and if Bitcoin can't do it, then take a look. And that's kind of where I'm at right now is PIVX has some very interesting features that I don't think are... Um, um, James says that coupon codes would be recognized uh, as what they are too. Maybe, maybe, mm, maybe. Hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I uh, I'm interested to play around with it. Now I have my hands on some. There's um, there's some nice uh, functionality that you can um, obtain gift cards with your Pivx, uh, with your Pivx. Um, balance so just like bitcoin company using bitcoin to buy gift cards um hmm. yeah yeah z snarks z snarks privacy protocol so yeah it'll be interesting it'll be interesting to dive in it's been around a while for sure it's not brand new by any means i've just been exposed to it myself so just uh just gonna look more into that and um yeah Let's uh, let's move on. Let's move on to the twenty. My top twenty RV items that uh, that I've kind of come up with over the years. Um, Jim says which exchanges are trading. Uh, I you, I can't even tell you. I I um I had mine gifted to me. I also saw that you can use uh, a bunch of different swap services to to get it. I will grab you. Um, Ginger said what happened to Pirate? Yeah. <laughs> Same, uh, same technology. Let me let me see the website here that you're gonna want to go check out. Exchanges, pivx.org, p-i-v-x.org would be a good website to go check out. There is a list of exchanges on there. P-i-v-x.org in the in the comments there for you if you guys want to copy and paste, or I don't know if that'll come up hot link because i didn't give it uh, the prefix but that is the the website for the for the coin go check it out look at it see what you think 
Uh, if you have any uh, if have any feedback, let me know. Like I said, I'm just starting to dive down the rabbit hole on it. So yeah. be interesting discussion. Anyway, we have been um, how much are my planks trading for? Um, yeah, well, you can look at this. Um, you can look at this and and see the history there. It's all it's all available. Like I said, it's not a uh, it's not a it's not a coin I'm looking to build assets with. It's a functionality coin, so it doesn't really matter what the price is. Um, so we have been on the road for a little over a year now. I think it was the end of September that we took off, headed down to SRF last year, so 2022. Um, <laughs> I lost the <laughs> Jim says I lost some pirate hoping the IRS can find it for me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, so last year, 2022, we launched on this uh, full-time RV journey. We left our farm in Minnesota, took off, came down to SRF, traveled around. We've, uh, we've sat down. So we've both lived in the RV in Minnesota in the summers, in, in the driveway, testing out if we wanted to do this. We've also lived on the road, traveling uh, multiple days in a row, traveling once a week and sitting for a week. And then we've also um, gone different places and stayed longer periods of time while we sat down and um, checked out the area or helped people with work or whatever the situation was. So we've we've experienced a bunch of different forms of full-time RVing. So you can constantly travel, you can uh, live in your RV in an RV park or in somebody's backyard or whatever, or you can kind of do a hybrid of both. They're all different. They all require different um, different setups, different tools, and different items. So over the last year, well, really two years before that. So over the last three years or so, we've really, really experienced, um, we've really experienced uh, a lot of the things that can go right, can go wrong, uh, things that you need for extra comfort and, um, and functionality on the road. So I put together a top 20 list of items. Um, before I bring that list to you, I just want to mention that this holiday season, if you're shopping online, if you are using Amazon specifically, I would appreciate it if you uh, clicked one of our Amazon links. There is a uh, There are links on the website, thelotsproject.com under recommended products. Any of those uh, should take you to an Amazon product. If you don't want the product, then you can just continue your shopping. And as long as you start at one of our links, it will um, get us in the tracking. We get a little kickback for that. It's an easy way to not spend any extra money and help support the show that comes out five days a week, every morning, sun, rain or shine, holidays or no. Yeah, we're doing a show tomorrow on Thanksgiving and probably on Christmas. So yeah, hit those affiliate links and, and help me out. It'll be great. I appreciate it. And um, let's get to the list. Oh, James says, brother label maker. We have one of those. It is not on my uh, my top 20 RV list. But here we go with that list. First thing, first thing, and I think I might actually, I think I would probably change this at the moment. But knowing, 
knowing what I want to do in the future, um, knowing what, knowing what we know now and knowing if, um, some things went, some things went wrong, I would probably be able to make this work. But as things stand, um, our generator, we went with the Honda 2200 EU20, excuse me, Honda EU2200i. Yes, that's it. Um, it, uh, it has enough size. So it had, it had, when we spec'd everything out, we went through the process of um, getting, um, amp draws of peak wattages everything for the camper um so that we could go boondock with a with a between our solar and our generator um the big sticking point on our solar was that we couldn't run our air conditioner on our solar our battery bank wasn't big enough our um our solar array wasn't big enough to cover the big clunky old AC that is on the camper. Um, so we needed a generator. We needed a generator for backup if the solar was bad or the solar was broken, if we had um, cloudy days or at night, whatever. Morning, hanging laundry. Thanks for swinging in. Uh, so we calculated all that and in order to run the air conditioner, we could get away with the 2200, the Honda 2200. It was barely high enough. And when we did testing, it worked fine. Um, the, the air conditioner worked fine on it. We could have a couple things on inside um, when, when we had the air conditioner on. But we were getting close to that peak, that peak wattage on the generator. Uh, as we traveled, as we we got Starlink, which uh, which brings up the power usage uh, using different fans than we originally did, uh, having different stuff on when we would fire up the air conditioner, we bogged out our our uh, our generator. So we have to be very careful when we run it. I think if we were to do it again, I would have probably ended up getting a bigger generator. Um, or a smaller air conditioner. And that's really my thoughts. If something happens to this, I'm not gonna put the money out to do it um, preemptively, but if something happens to this air conditioner and it, it stops working and it needs to be replaced, we'll definitely go with some sort of high efficiency mini split. And then that that suitcase 2200 would be, would be more than sufficient to run it and likely be able to run it off the air air conditioning or off the off the solar but the generator we've chose and it has worked fantastic the whole time we've been on the road uh barring a few episodes where we had to really dive in and figure out why um why um um why we yeah sorry i lost where i was going there um Hunter says mini splits talking my language. Yes. Uh, but the, that that size generator, it's worked other than a few uh, a minor adjustments that we had to make when we were we overloaded it just a little bit with that that rooftop air conditioner. And as there the rooftop gets gets older and gets worn in and um, 
and dirty or clean, it, it pulls some extra amperage and it uh, it definitely bogs down that, air, that generator at times. But for the size, the weight, the 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 travel, um, the the being able to fit it in with all the stuff, and that's what a lot of people don't realize. And it is we have everything with us. We don't have a storage locker somewhere with some some tools or some big generators or things that that we didn't want to bring with us. We had to make it all fit in the camper, in the truck, and under a weight limit. Um, this was the best option for that. Anything bigger than this suitcase style, it, it gets hard and bulky to get in and out of the truck. Corey has a would have a tough time picking it up by herself, uh, and it just it just didn't make sense. So it is this is kind of like the middle the middle ground uh, for working when we need it to, and um, yeah, so that's what we went with. There is links for all of these items. Um, some most of them are Amazon links. Some of them are direct uh, product links. Uh, as we go down the list, I can let you know that. But most of these are available on Amazon. Are they the best price? Not particularly. Um, but I didn't have time to do price comparison across the net. So, um, uh, 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 uh. James says, "What you should have, but don't, is the biggest damn winch they make and some snatch blocks." You would be surprised how many uses you find for it besides pulling your rig out when stuck. Yeah, I mean, if you have, if you can figure out how to rearrange the jigsaw puzzle that is everything I own and fit that stuff in, that might have been an option. But I, I just, I, I don't have room for extra stuff or the weight capacity for extra stuff. So we'll see. We'll see maybe in the future. Um, we are super big, super heavy, and uh, pretty much maxed out on weight and uh, and space restrictions. So, you know, like literally, uh, if we wanted to add anything significant weight, uh, maybe over 50 pounds that we would probably have to start compensating with removing. I don't think we're that close, but uh, but it, it got to the point where it got to the point where it was a focus of everything that came in and out of the camper was um, estimated in weight. So um, the next thing on my list was the conversion kit we did with the with the generator. Um, Hutch Mountain makes a propane conversion for specifically for the Honda 2200i. It's um, it's worked flawlessly. I've never put gasoline in my generator. I've run it off run it off the propane. This could be another issue with um, how teetering close we are to bogging it out to its max capacity. Um, I think less of an issue than the increased power from when we spec'd it out originally. But this allows us to not have to carry gasoline. It allows us to run the generator off the propane we already have for the water heater, for the refrigerator. Um, it, it gets us down to carrying one fuel and then a little bit of backup fuel for the truck uh, or the generator if need be. But like I said, I installed the um, I installed the um, I installed the the propane conversion before I even put any gasoline in it. Bought the brand new generator. Brought bought the Hutch Mountain kit. It was super easy to install. I got a video link or a video for it. I didn't grab the link, but a video in the playlist. Uh, just search uh, Hutch Mountain, and you'll see I did a video on the conversion. It went super smooth. Uh, and I also found that they do have them on Amazon now, and they're cheaper than the Hutch Mountain site. 
So if you're looking to convert your uh, your Honda 2200i, I believe they have a couple other models, but um, that is the specific one I know about. Um, and uh, I uh, I recommend it wholeheartedly. It's worked flawlessly. It's got great quick connects. It uh, it comes all assembled. It basically took about 20 minutes to install, and that was probably 40 minutes because I was filming it. But basically, uh, you drill a hole and, um, yeah, move, move some bolts around and install something in line with the carburetor and it works great. So I would highly I would highly recommend that. And it does not preclude you from using gasoline, um, in the, in the generator. It, it truly becomes a dual fuel, which is fantastic. And when you're traveling on the road and you don't have to deal with gas, uh, gasoline, and you can just uh, pop a propane tank on the generator. It works great. I believe that it runs smoother, it runs quieter, and the the exhaust is definitely cleaner. It doesn't smell anywhere near it does with uh, running gas through the, the, the generator. So that was next on the list. Uh, third on the list was the air compressor we picked up. When we were on the farm and when we started kind of planning this and, and planning the space we needed, we had um, we had a um, small DeWalt, uh, not pancake, but a tube, tube air compressor, one of the small shop air compressors, <coughs> portable uh, job site air conditioner, it worked, it was great, it was a workhorse uh, on the farm. But it was big, bulky, and awkward to pack. It had that weird, um, that weird kind of tube cage around it. Seen them. We used it for our first trip. We used it on our first test run trip out to Seattle. We got back and we were like, this is just in the way. It got caught on everything when we packed it. Um, and so I went searching. I looked um, in the TSP recommended products. I looked on a bunch of RV sites. And there was one common one I kept seeing. Uh, was the Viair 400, I believe is 400, um, 400, I'm trying to grab the model type guys, but the Viair air compressor has been absolutely fantastic. It is, um, it is definitely a travel compressor. It's not something you're going to want in your, in your workshop. It's not something you're going to want to use every day for a 400p excuse me not 400c uh it's not something that you want to use daily this is a an emergency small pack it up I, it would fit in a car or truck easily uh it comes in a little travel case the one i have linked in the video description comes as a kit it comes with the hose of uh, the unit it's uh it's a 12 volt that's another nice thing um the the um the DeWalt was a, 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 a an AC. This is a 12 volt DC air compressor, so it basically clamps onto the truck battery. Or really, I could uh, I could pull power from a lot of different places in the RV. So that is uh, that is next on the list is that Vi Air 400P air compressor. Uh, down to water, uh, inside, we had a little discussion about it yesterday. I don't see Rachel here today from rewilder life, but, uh, she would be very, very disappointed in me that I put this on the list. It's been working great for us. It's worked on the farm. It worked for uh, a long, long time. 
I know we talked about yesterday and the issues with uh, the fluoride filters and things, but the, the next thing on the list is that Berkey Royal. Um, you can see it behind me right there over my shoulder if you're watching the live stream. It sits on the counter. All our water, all the dog's water, all uh, our cooking water, our tea water, our coffee water, it all goes... Um, it all goes um, in the... It all goes through the Berkey. We, we, we filter hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of gallons um, through that thing, and it works. It works great. I talked about yesterday that I basically, the maintenance I do on it, we do have spare filters, but I also use Scotch-Brite to clean the outside of the filters when it gets slowed down, um, and now it's working great again. Again, uh, just takes a few minutes when it, uh, when it starts to slow down to realize, oh, wait, it's slowed down because it's slowly, 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 and then all at once. So that is, uh, there is a link for Berkey on Amazon in the, in the video description. Uh, moving on to the next thing on the list, we have, uh, man, the Max Air Fan. Oh, man, this thing, this thing is a game changer. Um, I would suggest this for even weekend warriors in an RV. Um, if you use your RV a couple times a year, especially in the warm times a year, that's when a lot of people are camping. That's when a lot of people are using their RVs. It is, it, it is night and day. It is night and day um, different than um, than the, the fans that come in there. So this fan basically replaces the, the bathroom fan in the RV. So when you go in, everybody I think has been in an RV, you go in the bathroom, there's a little computer fan up in the hatch. Um, sometimes the hatch is a manual crank open. Sometimes it's got power, but basically a little computer fan sitting up in there. What the max air fan is, is it uses the same power input, a uh, little extra power, not that much surprisingly, but the design of it and the, the rotor blade really significantly changes how much air it moves. Uh, it was easy to install. They are made to fit in the standard opening. Um, um, it, uh, it's made to fit in the standard opening of the bathroom. Uh, lots of people put them in vans or whatever. You can cut the hole, but basically, yes, James says, don't max air fan blow both ways. Yes, they do. And, and I'll get to that in a second. Basically you take the fan out and there's a shroud and you install it and you plug it in. Um, it was a super easy install. It uh, went very quick and yes, it goes both ways. It blows both ways. It blows both ways. It uh, it has a cover over it, so you can have it open when it's raining. You can also use it open or closed, um, and and it's a um, it's adjustable speed, so you can have it anywhere from on ten percent up to a hundred percent. Ours, the the one that I linked in the video notes and the audio notes, actually uh, has a thermostat on it too that you can set to have it come on and off at a certain temperature. Uh, it has an automatic um, uh, automatic motor on it that opens and closes. But like I said, with that cover, you can open it even when it's raining. You can run it when it's raining. The other fans, uh, basically the hatch pops open and it's wide open to the outside. This has kind of a chute in it. 
Um, the, the fan blade is different. It's large. It's kind of got these fins on it. It's just better engineered and works so much better. You can feel it. Um, you can feel it pull air under the door of the bathroom. You can feel it push air out of the out of the bathroom door if you have it on and you shut the door and we got the big gap underneath <clears throat> you can feel it moving some air so it was definitely a a welcome upgrade to kind of get the air moving in here when you're trying to limit um air conditioning and and fans and like and that uh having that little computer fan on in the bathroom did basically nothing max air changed that so I would suggest one of those in anybody's RV. If you're looking to move into a van, if you're looking to uh, do a schoolie conversion, anything like that, man, Max Air has figured out uh, what they're doing with that. Um, yeah, Gingerbread says RVs are starting to have them standard. They are. They are definitely starting to have them standard. Uh, along with the next thing on my list, uh, the Lippert Sure Steps. And actually, Corey and I started looking at uh, at alternatives to this. Even we installed the Lippert Sure Steps um, after our first trip when we had our stock stairs on the outside. Um, one of the sets broke, so our RV has two doors. Uh, one goes into the bathroom. That one we mainly used for the dogs to go in and out. We set up a, a dog ramp on the steps to get them in and out. The front steps broke uh on our first trip it was older it was rusted uh i stepped down on it and uh a rusted out piece kind of snapped and i went tumbling out into a parking lot we made it work uh for the time being until we got back and then we needed to replace the steps when we looked at replacement steps for like the stock steps they were really um within the ballpark of these lippert sure steps the difference in them, uh, ground contact is the biggest difference. When you, if you know what regular RV steps look like, they they kind of fold up. They're the metal two, three step ones that kind of fold into each other and go into a box underneath the camper. When you, um, <laughs> uh, when you pull, um, when you pull the steps out. It just, it hangs, it suspends underneath the camper. It's all the weight is bouncing on the camper. The Lippert Sure Steps, when we looked at them, just was one of a couple different models. We went with that one particular, just, uh, I think it was personal preference, cost, and uh, and maybe functionality a little bit. But um, we went with the Lipperts. Basically, it is a whole set of stairs that, that, that folds up into the doorway. And when you put them down, you bring them out, they rest on the, the front of the door plate, and then they also have ground contact. So you adjust the bottom of the steps to hit the ground, and it just makes everything more solid. It makes going up the stairs more solid. It makes the camper more solid and stabilized. And, um, and when you go in and out of those stairs, it doesn't bounce the camper. But even when... Even when we're not using the stairs, I think those extra points of contact just make the camper more stable. And with our guys running around inside here, um, it uh, yeah, it uh, it can get pretty bumpy. So having those sure steps sure helps a lot. Rachel Brown asks, "Does Rachel take issue with Berkey?" Rachel, um, 
Rachel knows about a lot of uh, research that's been going on into a lawsuit that Berkey has about false claims with their fluoride removing filters. I'm going to leave it at that. Uh, you can look it up. It's all over the internet and uh, it is kind of, it is what it is. Um, aluminum ends up back in the water when they, when they filter out fluoride just because of the process that it happens. So it is, it is what it is. Um, Gingerbread says, engineer a fold-up dog ramp. We have a collapsible dog ramp. We have a collapsible dog ramp. It works fine. Um, Leopard Sure Steps, yeah, they are fantastic. Uh, when the, the back steps uh, break, we have another model we're looking at, but we know if we order these ones, they'll work great. And um, yeah, we've had no problems with them. We've had them now for a couple of years, and we really, really like them. So Leopard Sure Steps on the list for sure. A uh, nice cooler, um, the Arctic uh, or the Yeti style with uh, the bear proof with the, the latches, the heavy duty latches, the thick insulation, the longer range coolers. Very, very important. I put a generic one. Um, I think we got ours from Walmart, like an Ozark uh, or an Arctic brand. I'm not sure which it is, but it was the, the knockoff Yeti. It's a lifesaver. If you if your fridge breaks, if your freezer breaks, if you need to defrost your fridge, which is a common issue with the propane um, and RV style fridges, uh, you can empty that into that cooler. And you know, it's a it's a mix between the price and the and the quality. Yetis are fantastic, but they're not that fantastic. I think that uh, that these other coolers suffice, and they're about the same size. Actually, they're a little, uh, a little more spacious on the inside for what you get on the outside. So finding that mix between bulk and and functionality, we are able to use it for other other purposes and then um, for storage or um, setting things on. Um, we use it to put a box fan on, but it works when we need it. And there have been times when we definitely needed it. Uh, to be able to empty the fridge, defrost it, or turn it on and off. And uh, in an emergency, we have it too. So definitely a decent cooler is something that we wouldn't go without. We use it all the time. Uh, we have a collapsible wagon that we had, that we got, um, that we weren't sure how much we were going to use it. It um, We spec'd it out, and the original purpose for it was to move the dogs, if something happens to the dogs. If, um, if one of the dogs gets injured on a walk, I can't carry 180 pounds. I mean, I can eventually, but I don't want to carry a 180 pound dog um, back uh, a quarter mile, half mile, a mile uh, if he's injured. We found a collapsible wagon that has is rated up to 300 pounds. It has big bulky wheels. We used it to Texas when we got stuck down in the stuck down in the field. We were in to go get water to uh, go up and get supplies. When people bring us supplies, uh, it worked. It worked great. We really like it. It is big and bulky, and the wheels are awkward to um, the wheels are awkward to pack and deal with. But I think the 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 security factor of being able to transport the dogs to help them to get a, a, a decent amount of supplies at any time it uh it was worth it it was worth grabbing this it's worth dealing with it in the back of the truck and uh like i said we've used it plenty to make it worth bringing along um real quick let's uh, pound through some of these we're running uh, running uh, a lot away with time here but 
X chocks. I, I highlight. I highly recommend X chocks not to keep your trailer from rolling away. You can do that with roll uh, uh, um, under wheel chocks. X chocks, man, they really stabilize the camper. Um, and everything with us is about stabilizing it because we have a lot of weight moving around in here, and a lot of times, and they also like to play and bounce back and forth. When we didn't have the X chocks for inside the tires, um, basically they go in between the two tires of our camper and spread out and lock the wheels in. Uh, the camper was really roly poly uh, when the dogs would bounce around, when people would bounce around, and um, the X shocks really tighten that up. There are several versions. We uh, we got one of them, and it, it, it's worked great. Basically, they all function the same, and uh, you can pick take your pick of style, whether you use a, uh, a impact to put it on or a hand crank or or whatever. There's there's a bunch of different prices and styles. Um, next one was a combiner valve, uh, a gray water and black water combiner valve. Uh, basically, it's a gate valve that you put on the end where you dump out. <laughs> So the when we put in our composting toilet, we didn't need the black tank anymore. We don't need uh, the sewage tank. What we could do is use that tank for gray water, but we needed a way to basically fill it with the gray water um, because the only, uh, the only entrance to the tank for the black water was through the toilet that we removed and plugged the hole. So uh, digging around on the internet a little bit, they made a uh they make a gate valve bayonet bayonet gate valve uh basically it's a gate valve if you've looked at an rv uh wastewater pipe uh you usually have one pipe coming in you have a y you have two pipes coming in one pipe coming out one has a valve that you open up to dump the gray the black water and then when the black sewage crap is gone you lift you open the gray water it flushes your line out and then you shut them both. Well, what this is, is an extra valve that you put on the end. You shut that, and then you open your black tank and your gray tank, and just by the magic of physics, it will fill both at the same time. So the gray water goes into the gray tank. It, it goes down as far as it can. It hits that valve, uh, that, that, uh, that end, that new gate valve, um, and then flows back up into the black tank and they raise. So we basically um, we basically extended our stay length that we can without dumping gray water instead of just having an empty black water tank sitting there for no reason. The, when I go to dump it, um, it's all gray water. So one valve open, it dumps out. And uh, yeah, we, we more than doubled our capacity of gray water storage. Uh, for when we need it by putting this valve on the end. Uh, wood stove, uh, man, I talk about it quite a bit. Cubic mini wood stove it hangs on the wall over there. That's our main heating source. We don't like the propane heat. We don't like the moisture. It uh, don't like the moisture that it um, that it puts out. Our blank, our black tank doesn't have clean out jets. Our black tank is um, is is just a, a standard old. Our camper is a 2014, I believe. And uh, so, yeah, we don't have a lot of these new fancy features. You'd have to use the old uh, wand spray out for the black tank. So it was uh, it was cleaned when we bought it. And um, and so we plugged it and that's all that's been in it is gray water. So that's uh, that's nice. 
Uh, the wood stove, yeah, it hangs on the wall. It, um, it'd be great for a cabin. It's great for vans and RVs and all sorts of things. It takes small, tiny, little uh, six-inch uh, pieces of wood, and it, it heats up nice. Um, it was easy installation. The people there are great. It does take a little while to get in. It is the company is in Canada, so it takes a little while for the shipping, and it's kind of that shipping's kind of spendy. But I do have an affiliate account with Cubic Mini Wood Stove. If you got a shed or a, a workshop or an RV, you're looking to 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 move into a van and you want to go into some cooler climates, uh, check out a Cubic Mini Wood Stove, and uh, I highly recommend them. They work great. Next, a uh, couple things on the list: uh, convenience items. Uh, one thing, actually, sorry. Uh, one thing that goes with the Cubic Mini wood stove is Reflectix. Uh, we use this a ton. Uh, we use it uh, for our windows, both to keep cold air out of the camper, keep warm air out of the, the camper, reflect the sun. And it makes the, a ton of difference with these in the windows and not in the windows. Uh, the, the air exchange, the heat exchange through the windows in a camper are ridiculous. And getting this bubble wrap Basically, Reflectix is foil bubble wrap, um, cutting it to size, getting it in the windows, and uh, using that when it's going to be an extreme temperature is it, it's a game changer for sure. So we have those, and we carry extra. Uh, we did buy an air fryer when we when we decided that we were going to have shore utilities. Uh, we've used it with a generator. I don't like to use it on the batteries because it is a huge draw. But man, air fryer behind me, it uh, it makes cooking in the camper so much easier i i would definitely recommend picking one of those up um one thing i definitely wanted to hit was this dry den pad that we picked up we had issues um with moisture under mattresses uh you don't have a, a box spring and a bed frame and all of that basically um one of our mattresses sits on the ground or on the floor like the linoleum floor and the other one sits on uh, basically wood uh, platform that it sat on before. Just oriented different. But the one that was on the floor with heating and cooling underneath, it would get moisture buildup, condensation, and then it would never dry out because there was no airflow. We ended up getting a new mattress. And when we got the new mattress, we found this thing called a dry den pad. Um, basically, you order it. It is like it's made out of recycled uh, plastic. It's a basic, it's a mesh. It's like a heavy mesh, uh, but it's about an inch thick. And it it just keeps the airflow available underneath the, the, the mattress. You cut it to size. They make them different sizes for different size mattresses. But basically, you cut it up and it fits underneath the mattress and it's worked great. Uh, it's really kept that uh, it kept that mildewy, musty smell down, and the mattress isn't getting wet and or and or moldy depending on uh, depending on what how soon it dries out. So that's been working great. Um, you can find those that on Amazon through the link in the notes. Folding table and bench. We went with those lifetime white folding tables. We have a four foot table that the legs collapse and fold in, and it folds up into a two by two square. That's great, easy, convenient for travel. And then uh, we have uh, camping chairs, but the 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 seating situation that we like the best now is a uh, the same style lifetime white foldable bench. Basically, think like a kids' sporting event, uh, full a bench for the side of the field. Uh, this folds up into a one by a one by two. I think it's one foot wide by or maybe ten inches wide 
by um, by four foot long and uh, or six foot long. I can't remember if it folds up into three foot or two foot. There were a couple different options that we explored, but man, it folds up small. It's lightweight. It's got a handle and it goes great with the table. Those are great to put out to do activities outside, to cook, um, to do projects, whatever. Uh, be able to pop up a table and a bench to sit on. Those uh, links are down in the notes. Uh, we got both of those on Amazon. Outdoor rugs, Sand Miner. Sand Miner, I believe, is the name of the brand we use. Uh, basically, it is a um, it is a rug that goes outside the camper. You walk across it, it, it peels your shoes. Um, it peels your bare feet. It doesn't peel them. It gets the dirt and sand and grime off them before you come into the camper. Basically, it's like a welcome mat, but ours, you can buy them huge. They're nice for um, keeping it from getting muddy outside the camper. If you're going to be out there a lot, if you're going to be using the outside space. Um, it keeps, uh, if it's gravel, if it's uh, not very nice terrain, uh, like I said, it cleans your shoes off, just keeps the night outside area nice uh, and keeps the, the outside from coming in a lot. Uh, there are tons of different sizes of those. Find those on Amazon. Um, and the last uh, last three here, one is the TAM, TPMS sensor system that we got. Uh, we got a Gouda uh, brand that specifically we got because it worked for both a vehicle and a trailer. It had eight sensors. It had a signal booster that would reach from the front of the truck to the tires on the back of the truck. But we can monitor temperature and air pressure on all the tires, both the truck and the camper. The truck had a built-in system. We went with the aftermarket that we could add on the trailer also and uh, add on the temperature too because the truck functionality didn't have the temperature. So we love that. It's worked uh, It's worked great. It saved us. Uh, one quick uh, tip with it, be sure you use uh, grease, uh, dielectric grease, uh, Vaseline, any sort of non-anti-seize um, uh, substance on the threads of your valve stem because if these uh, TPSM sensors sit on there long enough, they will seize on and you will have issues when you try to get them off. So make sure you put some anti-seize or you got, you're putting them on and off frequently enough that they don't seize up. So just ask me how I know all about that. Uh, jerry cans, we, we picked up some jerry cans on, um, on Amazon. We use them to transport water. The water, um, I don't, we found, um, food grade. I didn't find any food grade on Amazon. I just put the link there, uh, for similar item to what we got. Um, our intention for that is, uh, is emergency use and, um, and transport. Basically it's, it's 12 gallons extra in the truck <coughs> if we need it in an emergency it can go through the berkey um more often we use it when we don't have a fill right at the the camper we fill uh 12 gallons at a time bring it over and dump it into the camper manually so that is the main use for our jerry cans and then the last thing on the list is something we picked up rather recently and i won't i won't go without it again but it's the on-demand water heater for uh the propane on-demand water heater for our outdoor shower and it could be used for multiple things but 
going to the outdoor shower setup. Um, I'm not necessarily sold on the tent we got, not the outside tent shower. The tent part of it will probably go with a different style when this one needs to be um, replaced. But the the water heater is fantastic, guys. It, it It is unreal to be able to use the propane tank to take a nice long hot shower not worry um, about the water pump in the in the in the camper it's uh it's great I'm so glad we went with that I'm so glad we stopped at the the site in Texas at that had one and uh, experienced it and went ahead and bought the hundred and twenty dollar water heater to have hot water anywhere I got water pressure and a propane tank it is it is fantastic so I uh, I definitely recommend the water heater and like I said for 120 bucks. Man, if you get a year out of it, it's great. If uh, if it lasts forever, it was 120 bucks, so it's perfect. Link for all these things are down in the video notes and the audio notes. Uh, like I said earlier, be sure you hit like. Tomorrow, Thanksgiving, we will be here. I will be talking um, raising turkeys, uh, our experience raising turkeys, what we liked, what we hated, uh, would we do it again, how we did it, what we would change, uh, and we'll talk Thanksgiving morning. I don't know if it'll be an hour show, but uh, we will we will hit it for sure. 6 a.m. Central, as always. Uh, guys, I appreciate you listening today. Hopefully, if you are an RVer, part-time RVer, summer RVer. Um, um, yeah, if you I mean, just... These are items that anybody that's, that's going out for a weekend warrior trip or full-time could probably use. So think about it. Check out the list. I appreciate you listening. Share it with, share it with anybody that is, uh, if you are not that person, uh, share it with somebody that is so they can enjoy it and they can, uh, they can learn from the show. Anyway, guys, if you'd like to participate in the live comments, you can always join the live recording Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central on YouTube, Facebook, Twitch, and Twitter. If you enjoyed the show, please consider sharing it with others. You can find a post about the episode along with all my social media links, services I offer, recommended products, and companies I'm affiliated with at thelotsproject.com. Be sure to listen on one of your favorite podcasts, 2.0 Value for Value podcast players like Podverse or Fountain.fm. Make it a great day, guys. Enjoy your hump day. A lot of people are off of work this week, the whole week, or maybe this is your last day heading into a holiday long weekend. Hope you enjoy it, and uh, we will catch up with you in the morning.